0: Um All right
1: guys, we are live with Fatherhood for the Rest of Us and Gerald Pimpleton of was it Seven Figure Destiny? Seven figure hustle destiny? I always I always just kinda
0: get uh, so. Seven F D Hustle Nation and Seven Figure Destiny. Awesome. Dude.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So here we are. We you know, we, we uh
1: we run around in, in a couple of the same circles for, for better or for worse. Um and 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 we catch each other live a lot, and we appreciate each other, right? So I mean, we kind of have fun, and we just yeah. enjoy each other's company, and um, you know, we we just enjoy each other's, and you know, we want success for each other, and so that's one thing that I enjoy about you know interacting with you. It's not like one of us is you know inherently better than the other. We just have fun hanging out with each other. We're we're uh, peers, right? Um, yeah, right? In, in, absolutely. In, in the world of uh, men, <laughs> and so. So, so it's cool. It's cool hanging out and finally getting this opportunity. I think I've I've wanted to, I've wanted to interview you for quite some time, and I think we could interview each other, uh, just about anything. Right? It didn't really have to be anything specific. Right. But um, you know, I recently read this book called The Science of Getting Rich. And like, man, I love that book. I was like, what? Somebody else? You know, somebody else? I you know. That I roll with is, is, is talking about this book because I was really surprised that uh, I hadn't heard about this book sooner. Yeah,
0: it's an amazing, amazing book. I'm kind of a book nerd. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I, I guess I. Uh, my fascination with self development books started back. I'm going to say a dirty word. Back in my Amway days.
1: Amway that's, is that was that Jim Rohn's company? Was that, was, uh-huh. was that Jim Rohn? Who's, I thought that was Jim Rohn. Um, Amway, no, was his, that's uh, uh, was his Herbalife or something like
0: that. Herbal, yeah, Herbalife and Shakely and that okay, deal. I got you. Yeah, yeah but uh, Amway was the divorce of Van Andel family. Okay. And uh, yeah, I got into that, and back in those days, I really got into self development because that's what they did. Okay. I mean, way back in the day, um, not to bust their their business model, but (laughs) you made your money off of selling enough product to be able to make your own tape or your own uh, your own speech. They would record it, then you could. Everybody in the company would buy it, and you would make money off of that. And then if you sold enough tapes, then you could write a book, and everybody in the company would buy that. How I became a diamond, then everybody would have to buy it. So that's where you made your money. Okay. Not necessarily peddling detergent. So I got you. I got into it then and then started picking some other people and uh, started picking some other people apart and started reading some other stuff like Jim Rohn mm-hmm. and uh, got into Wallace D. Waddles mm-hmm. and uh, then I found the science of getting rich. About the same time, I found the alchemist.
1: Uh, uh, say, uh, the alchemist. Is that just yeah? Yeah. What a what a power. That's yeah. That, we probably probably do probably do a deep conversation on that one too. Gerald, before we get going though, right? Before we get before we get rolling, we got Phil Halfpenny's in the house. Thanks, Phil, for tuning in. From. up, Phil. It's good to see you. Thanks, thankfully, you can make this one, and even if you can't make all the others, that's okay. Um, <laughs> do that that's going to mess everything up um <laughs> so one of the things that um i just want to share first of all what can we help you celebrate today right what are you celebrating today um well
0: i i am me i am celebrating uh, the fact that i finally got off of my butt after 10 years and put together my program mm. uh, My financial coaching program. Nice, Uh, and uh, that's launching June third. I've been pretty much doing it, you know, one person at a time, but I finally put it all together, and I'm launching that June third. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited, man.
1: What uh, what what are we gonna find in this coaching program that you're putting together, and why did it take ten
0: years? (laughs) Why did it take ten years? (laughs) Well, I had to go up I had to go bankrupt twice. Sure. And, uh, be homeless a couple times before, uh, but literally it took 10 years because I had to actually get to the place where I thought that I could deliver it in a, a way that people could digest it. And in this program, bless you. Thank you. Um, it's a 14 day program mm-hmm. and, uh, it's two weeks, one day, uh, one hour, one, in- hour and a half of class mm-hmm. and then you have a day for homework and then the next day. So it'll be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday the first week. The second week, it'll be Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Okay. And uh, each day hits a what I believe is the most uh, very, very important part. Like Monday is manifestation. Monday, we teach people how to think and breathe and think about money, how to change the way that they spend money learned that money isn't earned, it's uh, isn't spent, it's leveraged. Uh, Tuesday is tax day. That's where I'm going to teach people how to double their tax returns. Mm-hmm. Wednesday is Windfall Wednesday, where I will teach uh, the average American family has spends about a thousand to five thousand dollars that they don't know that they lose every year. Okay. So everybody is going to get a thousand to five thousand dollar raise that day. Nice. So. Um, th- Thursday is triple your income Thursday, so we take that double tax return and that extra thousand to five thousand dollars, and we turn it into four streams of passive income. So you got to triple your income. And on Friday is debt free Friday, I'll teach people um, how rich people repair their credit, and that's not by hiring credit repair people. (laughs) Uh, And uh, going to teach people how to use debt and what debt is for. Uh, Saturday is uh, saving Saturday I'll teach people how to actually get paid for using internet cable your telephone how to get paid from your car insurance company and um, Sunday I'm going to teach you how to sell everything in your garage and never have to put a price sticker on it
1: nice man that's awesome I'm going to quit my job and come hang out with you Um, (laughs) that's great no I'm not I love my job Um, most of the times Uh, uh that's awesome. That's, I mean, definitely, definitely a huge celebration. You went through uh, a lot of trials and tribulations to get there, which I think is a cool story in and of itself. You are a father as well, right? And so you've had, uh, you've had, you know, you've had your share of raising children and, you know, experience, that's an experience in of itself too, right? So we've got to see, um, you know, raising children and still trying to develop a business and that's what's something that you've done, um, and part of how you've done it is uh, part of this book, right? So, And, and that's also – I want to make people sure that one of the reasons I wanted you to be on the show uh, and, and interview you is because you have been successful. Uh, and you are creating uh, – one of your um, credos right now or one of your missions right now is to create uh, – how many millionaires?
0: 200 first generation first-time millionaires
1: right and and um I, I you know if I'm familiar with this book you're familiar with this book but part of this book incorporates uh, I think what kind of what you're doing and so uh, you have made a significant income what do you want I mean if feel free to share I know you shared it in other places what are you on track to make this year for yourself
0: this year um Actually, I had to bump up that number just a little bit. What a, what a try um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I was going to be completely comfortable with uh with about one fifty170 this year. Okay. but that's probably going to be end up being about three.: Oh wow. about three hundred. Wow. So, and what I what I love about it is that um, a
1: it seems like you're kind of doing it in a way that um you're you're casual and relaxed about it, right? Whereas uh, a lot of people, hey, myself included, we str- you know, not, I'm not struggling per se. But it's like working hard, yeah, I,
0: I'm not nothing.
1: I wouldn't say, Gerald, you're not breaking a sweat. <laughs> I don't see you sweating you know, and, and most of the times I see you kinda of cruising around talking in the car a lot like myself on those conversations, I love these work. I know a lot you know, I know a lot goes into it. And it's not to discount all the work and effort that you put into it, the bankruptcies to get there and all this other stuff, right? I mean it took some work to get there. Um and one thing that Brian Tracy always says, you can bet like, you know, if if it, if it looks easy, a lot of work can it. And so you're making it look right. easy, but you're also looking to teach other people how to um, accomplish that same thing.
0: You know, that's interesting that you say that because uh, it's funny. I have the conversation frequently. Um, I have the conversation frequently that it's often rather. It seems like it's uphill. It really does seem like it's uphill. And I often have people remark to me, um, especially now that I'm closer to my childhood home than I've ever been. that Dude, man, you're just cruising. You're just cruising. And, you know, I share with them oftentimes what my schedule looks like. And what does then your they instantly. Like? Cause I don't
1: think that uh you know, that's not something we've ever talked about.
0: Yeah. My schedule is generally at the latest, I'm up at six a.m. Um, oftentimes I'm up between four and five a.m. Okay. Um, I generally don't get, I generally don't get home till about nine. Okay. And I rarely go to bed before 11. I rarely go to bed before 11.
1: You are putting a lot of time in. Um, sorry, we got a couple yeah. people. Uh, Jill, I just want to say hey to Tommy. Thanks for joining. Leah, thanks for joining. Um, Carmella Warren, Johnson, thanks for joining. Um, guys, thanks for joining and tuning in. Uh, we're, you know, Gerald and I are getting, getting started here. Getting to here. So, what would you say, like, uh,
0: how many hours do you work in a week? Um, Leah would say far too many, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, I would probably say probably 50 to 60, maybe. Okay. Do you think, and this is just a
1: curiosity question, would you still be able to pay like 150 working 40 hours a week doing your job? Um,
0: probably, okay. probably. But to be honest, the reason why I work the hours that I do, mm-hmm. okay, it it's for the money, but it's not for the money. Sure. Be- because it's because of where I want to go okay. and what I want to do. Um, I I am very much so into. I'm very much so into spending time in the emotion of. My goal or where I'm going, mm-hmm. so i I do take the time to you know once a week, I go sit and sometimes I test drive the car that I want to buy cash okay because I want that feeling, what, and it's what, not so much the car, car the car doesn't matter what
1: car, what car, what car now what car what car do you want to test drive? what do you go sit in bmW i eight why do you go sit in the car?
0: I go sit in the car because I want to actually us I want to assimilate my brain to the taste touch feel my five senses of and tie that into the emotion of what it would feel like to accomplish that goal because I know for me to buy that car cash that means the house of my dreams is paid off the wedding's paid for Everything's taken care of um, the rental properties are in place the, everything that goes along with that we're uh, we're living where we want to live we're doing what we want to do we're traveling the way that we want to travel mm-hmm. so all of those things are done so when I sit in that car, it really doesn't matter about the car as much, even though that's a car I want it's all of the things I will have accomplished before. I pay for that car cash.
1: So that's sweet. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, in order for you to have that car, that means everything else uh, that you need to accomplish before that has been done. Right. And and then, like, you know, so you're taking a sensory so you can keep the vision so you can manifest, right? And, and, And tie that emotion in with it.
0: Right, right. It's all about, it's all about. Uh, really shutting everything out and feeling that and then putting that in the ball and holding it as long as I can. Because that's the ball. Oftentimes we take our task or the things that we need to do or our task list and we run with that ball. But what I do is I run with that ball of that feeling of accomplishment. That's the ball that I run into the thing that I'm afraid to do with Okay. Because I want the emotion more than I fear what I'm about to do. Sure.
1: Yeah. You want the result. Right. You want the result. Um, real quick, I'm going to bounce back for a second to the financial coaching program that you started. You know, you, you, you and I had a conversation a little bit earlier. Is it okay if I share just a little bit about like the guy that did the first year and yada yada. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, you know, guys, Gerald's not messing around. You know, you know, that he just hired in the past year, in his first year, uh, and That's the company that he works for. And, uh, a big part of that is due to your coaching and coaching style, and, and just tutelage in the company that you work for. And this guy, in his first year, 170 So, guys, Gerald isn't Gerald isn't talking about going and, um, you know. Um, Flipping burgers to make an extra $200. That's all I'm saying. Um, and and, and uh, yeah. the big uh, part about that, what you said, that I really enjoyed, it, is that you put them in a situation so that they are surrounded by people to help them succeed. Right? They're they're given a space to flourish in. And uh, my assumption, and we can really finish up the conversation earlier, is that you know, if that guy succeeds, everybody else who's on the
0: team succeeds. Yeah, that's the that's the cool part about it. That's the coolest part for me is that now he made one hundred seventy thousand his first year, mm-hmm. but get this, he's actually brought eight people onto his own team mm. that are now going to do the same thing. He's changing generations. Wow. You know we. Uh, he brought a guy onto his team that his marriage was in trouble. They were living in separate spaces. They couldn't afford anything that they had. Now this guy is—he's actually changing his family. He can make all sorts of different decisions now mm-hmm. yeah. because he's in that space. He's literally changing the freedom of choice for people. Right. Because when you take when you take money off the table. Mm-hmm. And when you take time off the table, then what else do you have left to stress about that you can't fix?
1: My health, Gerald.
0: Come on <laughs> now. Uh, <laughs> well, well that, when you have time, you can go to the gym. Right. Well, that,
1: I mean, I think that that's actually you know one of the one of the big things that a lot of people talk about is uh, once once you've become successful, right. once there's always another problem, right? And I'll generally, pull it down to yeah. In the end, it's like you just worry about your health. But uh, that's neither here nor there. I'd rather worry more about my health than anything else. And you know, I, I can say that honestly. Now that's the position that we're already, most already. Uh, we are in. Worrying more about our health and, than anything else, and, and that's why we put a lot of emphasis on that. And it's a great place to be in. To be like, well, you know what? Today, I'd rather go work on my health than than stress about anything else. Right? And so that is. A great place to be here. I'd like to see more people there. Right. Uh, and it, I don't think that it takes you know it doesn't take a ton of money to get there, um. Mm-hmm. But it if you focus on your health of your first, that are, it usually kind of falls into place. Anyways, brother. So, we've got a
0: to get rich, right? What is let, let's yes.
1: When did so you first came to this? decide to get rich back in Amway days? Is that correct?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: What um. What do you love about the specific piece of the that you love?
0: Well, there's a couple of things. There's a couple of things that really struck me. And more than anything, the overwhelming thing, that kind of like the moniker that I took from the book is you'll never fix your money until you actually fix your mind. You'll never fix your money until you fix your mind. I mean, literally, how we deal with relationships, our relationships with ourselves, our relationships with other people, our relationships with our emotions, our relationship with our time, our relationships with everything determines because money is a byproduct of how you do everything else. Right, right. And that's the overreaching. It, I mean, not that you can put a cap on the book. hmm but that really, really changed because like most people, I was out here trying to work really hard for money. Right. I was working hard for money. And what that book really, really did for me was change how I, how I actually acquired money. I actually stopped focusing on I stopped focusing on trying to acquire it, and started tr- trying to be the person that has a lot of it. Okay. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, Instead of trying to become a me, uh, trying to become a millionaire, I just decided to be one. <laughs> to do things that millionaires do. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna do what millionaires do. I'm going to. And it's not a kind of I'm going to put on the side and pretend that I am one so people think that I'm one. Right. That's not the right. point. Mm-hmm. The point is I'm going to have the habits and I'm going to get up the same time millionaires get up. I'm going to do the same things that millionaires do in the morning. I'm going to respond to people the same way that successful people do. Um, and I decided to be it instead of trying so hard to acquire it. And that's literally the huge difference that that book made for me. It broke it down. That's why it's called the science of getting rich, is because it broke down the science of it, and it, it just changed literally everything. Right, changed everything for me. Um, uh, it blows it up. It blows. Yeah, it, it just blows up what you think is. It, it just blows up what we've been taught i mean we have been inundated with such um uh, it, we've just been inundated with the wrong ideas about wealth and money and and just just inundated with the wrong ideas for so long um a lot of that stuff in the book i'd already thought about like the you know, the thought process that you you go to school for 12 years, um, you got a part. I just broke it. Out at this intersection. So you got to. <laughs> um, but um, I literally, it, it literally changed uh, working, uh, going to school for 12 years, getting a degree, going to college, spending $400,000. To make forty thousand dollars a year, to work for forty years, to retire forty percent. of
1: Guys, so we are we're back up and running. Hopefully, the audio is a little bit better. Uh, you know, yeah. just, it's always a work in progress, trying, trying to, trying to keep this all together <laughs> here. So let's see here, showing the meat and come back in. Anyways, guys, so yeah, it's the science of getting rich by uh, Wallace D. Waddles, and 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 the, yes. it's, it's funny because you pick up the book and you think it's gonna be about money right? You think it's going to be about um, how you're going to get rich. And, and, and you know, um, I liken it to this, Gerald. I liken it to, I liken it to Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich plus Dale Carnegie's uh, How to Win Friends and influence people, influence people if those two books made any sense. <laughs> uh, and so you, it's, it's like you read both of those books and you're like, what the are they even saying, and and it takes a little bit, and like you're in the space, and you're like, All right, why does everybody love Think and Grow Rich? And you're running around, and you're like, Yeah, it's it okay. you like, and, and Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People makes, I mean, they're great books and they, they have their place, but this book, like, puts it all together, and it's real simple, right? It's, it's not, yeah, it, it, they don't make it hard. They don't make it hard. And that, and no, that's, what I love about that is, like, it's not that hard. It doesn't have to be as hard as we're making it out to be.
0: <laughs> it's it's really it really simplifies it. I, it's funny that you mentioned you, you mentioned that because uh, I literally had to read Napoleon Hill's book probably about fourteen times because I, I literally want to reach through the book and strangle him because <laughs> if you if you if you read the words, you will find the secret. And if, you will find the secret, and when you find the secret, stop and write, well, what's the stinking secret already?
1: Well, now, 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 now to be <laughs> yeah. fair, to be fair, right? So let's yeah. talk a little – because there's a little bit of that yeah. kind of thing happening in the science of getting rich, and we'll get to that though. So um, let's, yeah. let's, talk, let's talk about uh, – like I'm, I'm in the middle of just uh, – I did a deep dive uh, a couple weeks ago on just the first – like the introduction and the first chapter. It took me an hour to blow it up to make it explode right to just kind of dig into right. it and really do a deep dive into it and say hey here's my understanding here's my takeaway and i was able to like draw lines over here to like you know this section here this section here this section here this section and this is why it's all important here's how it all makes sense right. and it's it's right. irrefutable like when when something is a science it typ- it's typically irrefutable are they going to change a couple of things like or is Newtonian, mm. uh, you know, physics gonna change here and there? Yeah. Will somebody find like the the, the wrong like x where the y should have gone? Yeah. The general principles right. are there though. All right. So I mean, right. you you can go all over the place and say, um, you know, well that's not a science. This is not science. Science is this. Science is that. <laughs> Look, this <laughs> is the science is a systematic approach, right? Of of coming of it right. out, where wherein if you uh, apply and go through uh, this system it 's going to work right right, and so um in in that being said so i've done the first uh, couple of, not even the first couple of chapters, and i 'm on chapter two, and it, it took me about an hour uh, again just to kind of go through it yesterday, and just is just typing it out i haven 't even you know uh, spilled my thoughts on it, but you know in in just chapter two, it talks about um Does it matter? And this, I'll ask you these questions, and you, you know, give me the response. Does it matter if it? Does it matter if you are a smart person? Do you have to be smart to get rich?
0: No, you do not have to be smart. What you have to do, and even just in this book alone, in, in in the book alone, what you have to do is be honest. You have to be, and when I say honest, don't get. I, I'm not talking about not lawyer honest. Not saying that lawyers aren't honest, but I'm saying use car salesman honest. I'm not talking about that kind of honest. Right. I'm talking about you have to be honest about where you are, who you are, and you got to be honest about your start point. Right. Because this book is going to make you it. I mean, you can read this book thinking that you're here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're here, mm-hmm. and you'll end up here. <laughs> I mean, you have to be honest. Right.
1: What, you know, another, another one of the things that um, I enjoyed about it is that um, you know, do, do you even have to be – you, do your finances have to be in good
0: order to get rich? No. That is the Oh my gosh, you know what? If I could share anything with the world, that would be it. Right. Because I've because of the fact this is you know, because of that's been my goal and understand my goal is not to be not to be wealthy just to have tons of money. Mm. There's a reason for my wealth, and this book talks about that too. When right, right. we'll, we'll so, get so, to that. So, we'll...
1: so um, you know what? What is what is um, what does it say in the book about becoming wealthy? What does it say about being rich? And, and, and in what kind of way are you becoming rich? Right.
0: Well, one of the things that the book talks about is. In order to be what our world calls rich, you have to be rich everywhere else. You have to. I'm going to make up a word because you guys know I'm famous for that. (laughs) You have to richify our your opportunities. Like I think it's one of the. One of the chapters I think it's like one of the first chapters one of the first couple of chapters talk about uh, is opportunity monopolized no. it talks about opportunity right, right. And, and you really have to take you have to take you have to understand the richness that already exists and you have to understand that it's not a oh my gosh this is opportunity I just missed it Mm -hmm. oh well I guess um, no it doesn't work that way I mean I feel like the two old ladies none of this works that way none of it works that way and you don't have to be smart you don't have to be you you don't have to have your order your finances in order because here's the thing Elon Musk went broke Mm getting rich i mean he's he sold he sold paypal and the same month no 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 he sold paypal used all of that money to start tesla and spacex and had to borrow money from his father that same month to pay his rent
1: Mm. man i wish i had rent problems you know
0: (laughs) 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 i mean you you think about that i mean Walt Disney used his life insurance mm. to finish Cinderella mm. wow. and to start Walt Disney World. I mean, every single person that you think of, um, um, one of my favorite stories of all time is Vidal Sassoon did this. He had the people, was it Vidal Sassoon or was it Richard Branson? It might have been, I think it was uh, Vidal Sassoon, dude. He had the people knocking on his door, the bankers. No, it was Richard Branson. It was had him knocking on his door saying, we're going to shut down the airline and shut down everything else that you have and shut down everything. And he was like, look, don't answer the door. He
1: was broke. <laughs> he was broke. Nice. Nice. Um, I don't say nice, but I mean, again, we all see the tip of the iceberg. Right. We all see we all see the shooting yeah. star. We all see the, right. the, 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 the we all see the Phoenix. Right. We don't see the, the crispy chicken. Right. <laughs> we don't see the the bones in the fire. <laughs> right? There's the one that didn't make it. Um, we, that's not what we see, right? And so it's really difficult. It's really di- one of the things I think that's difficult for everybody is to to understand that it's gonna take a little bit of time, and and maybe not. And it may not take as long, but it's kind of like you said. You just step into here's how it's going to be, and I really, I really, uh, I think. I'd love for you to say that again. You you started to just be a millionaire, right? And what does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean, Jerome?
0: Well, I, I'm to take to take one of my favorite pieces from the book. What I discovered that what qualifies, and this is going to be, this is when you read this book, you'll get it. But. What defines a millionaire or defines a wealthy person or defines a billionaire is not the zeros in the bank account. It's their their ability and their skill to tap in and use original substance.
1: Mm, what is original substance, Gerald? <laughs> what is your take on I mean, because you know what, to be honest with you, I haven't um one of the things that I've been kind of cautious to do is to not go digging up everybody else's interpretations just yet because I kind of want to get comfortable right. with the with it myself feel you know right. feel feel how my interpretation and I feel good with my interpretation but I think that there's going to be various other interpretations and I haven't found I haven't asked anybody else yet, so I'm really excited to what is your interpretation of original substance
0: my interpretation of original substance I believe that we innately have desires, needs, and thoughts that we have here, like already here. Okay? And I think the reality of those desires, wishes, and thoughts have originated in a purpose, okay? Okay. It's not just for us to have, it actually has a mission and a purpose. I believe that the reality of that is in original substance. I believe it's, and now not to get really deep and metaphysical, but I (laughs) I believe that, I believe our present I believe our present reality is only dictated by two things. Our willingness to either live in the fact of our future or our decision to live in the emotion of our past. That defines our present.
1: Fact of the future, emotion of the past.
0: I love it. Um. So I think original substance is... is the thing that holds our purpose, holds our thoughts, holds our desires, holds the things that we want, the reality of that, the pathway and the how is in original substance. And that original substance is, is what we get access to through the process of learning how to get it, mm-hmm. how to get to original substance, not the stuff, mm-hmm. Not the cars, not the houses, not the money, not the wealth, not the freedom, not the time. But to original substance because we start to love the mission or the purpose more than we love the profit. And that way money becomes a byproduct. So
1: once you kind of begin to fall in love with the process, we can kind of safely say not a whole lot matters after that uh, because once you follow your heart, uh, you know, uh, for for all practical purposes, uh, and and do what your purpose is, which originated in original substance. Can we call it echoes of our future? Um, and, yeah. And and um, you know, once we realize all that, then then we're just kind of we're, the money doesn't matter because we're, we're living our life's purpose.
0: And, and that's the crazy part, is this, and I try to explain that to people that they're they're really really tied into the pain of their lack right now or they don't have the money or the money's not there and they're tied into that pain but if you spend any time with wealthy people and people that don't have money it's like well of course they don't care about money they have it but the reason why they have it is because they don't care about it
1: well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big thing too, right? Like, uh, uh, you, the 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 less you care, the the less you care about it, the easier it is to uh, kind of acquire. Um, and you know, that that's that's something in of itself. One of the things that you saw, that you hit on there, that's in the book, that I think is awesome, and it, it goes it goes it goes along the same lines, right? If you focus on all the lack, what are you going to get more of, Gerald? lack right and he talks about also like I think he talks about too like you you don't focus you don't go focus on the sickness you focus what do you focus on Gerald
0: Uh, hypochondriacs that's why they exist right so
1: I mean but so instead of focusing on an illness you focus on the cure right so it's like right you're not you're not going in and be like oh this person's sick or I don't have this I don't have this oh man I don't have this you go you say you, it, it, and what I like about this book is it's safe for me. That for me, what it did for me was it broke down some I think um, uh, previous um, I think money beliefs for me, right? Because this book gives you permission and explains, hey, it's okay for you to want to be rich, to want to have all these things. And the reason that I think we hit on earlier um, was it, it's your your not trying to acquire wealth to live swinishly as he says in the book right? you're not trying to live right you're trying to uh, acquire riches so that you can best develop yourself and sense in order to give all that you're capable of giving
0: to the world right it's the mission you're not not you're not you're not you're not
1: you're not doing it so you can get up there and go like this Right, you may do that one day just for fun because you can, but right. you, you know you're not you're not doing it be, to be a jerk. You're like you know you that. That to me, if I ever did that, that'd be like a, a sense of relief. You know, I'd be like, oh my god, that right. sounds great. Let's pick it all back up and go do something good with it. Anyways, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But uh, I think that that's a huge part of this book. Uh, a huge part of this book is 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 why it's okay to want to be rich. Right. And, and, and I'm not saying it's like we were just talking about there like two or three minutes ago. It's not about the money. It's about the process. It's about who you become. It's about all that. Right. And I got a question for you on that one. Right. So, I mean, this is all kind of in the book. Um, and I mean, we can talk about a couple of people. guys. Honestly, if you haven't checked out this book, you got to check it out. Um, the Science of Getting Rich it's a great read it's an easy read if you've ever had like something where you don't feel like it's okay for you to get rich because that's gonna mean that you're greedy or you're a pig or all these i don't need that much yeah yeah it's 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 such a great it's 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 liber. it's kind of a liberating book dude all right it is um it kind of sets you free to be like all let's unleash a couple of these shackles that, I've, that I've, I've let drag on me and and now i can go ahead and and um do it in a sense for purpose anyways so, uh, guys, go go check it out if you've never done it. Uh, you can get it for free on YouTube. You can listen to it in in all kinds of different dialects. If you you know maybe just plain old um, English isn't gonna do it for you, I, I think I got a copy of like some Scottish lady <laughs> reading it. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, you can get it for free uh, archive.org on a PDF. Uh, if you know, two bucks is too much for you, on and don't don't sweat it. But like you know, you can get it for
0: two bucks. Uh, and then you can get it on Amazon for like three
1: bucks right right so uh, it's, a it's hard copy it's definitely i i got I need a hard copy dude. I want a hard copy yeah um so i mean oh. in the I mean, just again in chapter two, chapter two does it matter does it matter where you live no can't is is there any place in the world where just rich people
0: live? <laughs> No, <laughs> there is, there is no such thing because, you know, the whole idea and like the first couple of chapters kind of piece by piece, boat by boat, board by board, just deconstructs all you thought about rich people, about riches, about money, about wealth, That's right. because there is so much much shame and guilt attached to wealthy, to being wealthy. And, and we, we we perpetuate that through media, through our personal conversations, and by the people around us, we just perpetuate that thought. And what happens is the universe is always listening. So, I mean, literally you can be, the, the Oracle of Omaha. Who's rich in Omaha? Really? Come on, man. <laughs> Warren Buffett. Omaha He's at Omaha. Warren Buffett. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, Obama.
0: come on. <laughs> it yeah, Apple, why not you give me a break, man? Oh, I mean, man. literally, it does not matter. Right,
1: so, but I think what's really cool, I mean, look, the, the book continues to spell it out in so many different ways. You can go to, like, any city uh, and there's rich people and there's poor people. They're living right next to each other. You can go to any job. There are two people doing the same thing. One of them gets rich. The other one does not. And what he says in the beginning of this book, it is due to doing things in a certain way. And now this is going to be another one where, where Jared, i got to be like, I think I've got some ideas and he expands on it in the book, right? Mm -hmm. What does it mean to you to do things in a certain way?
0: Oh, I love that part because I was one of those people that got stuck on the how Mm -hmm. I got stuck on the how I'm going to read this book. This book is going to tell me how to get rich Mm -hmm. and I'm going to learn how to do this. And I'm going to do exactly what this book says the same, you know, And it's not a list of to-dos, check one, check two, check three check four. It's a list of to-be's. Be this, be that, Mm -hmm. be this, be that, be this. That's literally what it is. And to do things in a certain way, when you are somebody, when you become something, you do certain things in a certain way. Like we talked about before, instead of me working really, really hard to become a millionaire, I decided to just be one. And millionaires do things in a certain way. People that are millionaires do things in a certain way. You see what I'm saying? People that people that are making, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars a year. They're trying to you know, not everybody's trying to repair their credit, but typically in the lower to middle income bracket. They would hire somebody to repair their credit mm-hmm. that's a doing things in a certain way. Right. people that are making two point five million dollars a year, I promise you they have never hired anybody to repair their credit ever that's doing things in a certain way <laughs> right. not because they have good credit but because credit isn't important right 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 so they do things in a certain way so instead of spending that. I don't know, $49.99, 89 99 129 99 a month. I'm trying to repair your credit. And that's one of my, I, I, I jump on that because I like this phrase. And every time I say it, people are like, wow, I can't believe that makes sense. Because credit literally is you did not have enough money to pay for the things that people let you have, which cause your credit to go down. So you're going to spend money that you don't have to actually fix your score so that people will give you more things that you can't afford.
1: Yeah, that's mind boggling. That's mind
0: boggling. <laughs> I mean, what? That's mind boggling. Really? I'd rather,
1: I mean, and not for nothing, I'd rather just lose it all and start over, and over again, right? Like be like, all right, yeah! made a few mistakes, totaled this much, just go ahead and take it and we'll try again over here, you know what I mean? Um, you it's, know, it's it, funny, man, Like, I, mean, I, I just think yeah. it's funny. Like I was in my uh, early 30s and I had uh, right. like, zero credit. You know what I mean? right. Um, and I built it right up and that, that's, I'm not so happy I've done that, but like what was entertaining, the guy <laughs> was like, the guy was like, are you sure you gave me the right social security numbers? I was like, yeah. He goes, yeah, you basically don't exist in credit land. You know what I mean? So, so, um, what was funny is that, is that I also bought into, um, I bought into the mass media. I bought into the mainstream. I bought into. Huh? Uh, what uh, you know? 80 percent, eighty-five percent of the rest of the world's like, well, I gotta, gotta raise that yeah. up. I gotta buy that's some it. shit. Yeah. Gotta, you know, right? yeah. It's gotta, gotta, gotta get a new car. Gotta, I need this. I'm gonna need some shoes. Um.
0: And, and I bought into it, man.
1: And I forgot. You know, I, I just kind of forgot uh, what I was doing. I got caught up in, in in what everybody else was doing. And I think that that's um that that it's it's easy. And I think that a lot of us are there. But what I love about this book is like, I mean, there's a way out, right? Um yes. and, and so I think that, that what this book offers is at the very least is a little bit of hope. It also offers like a mindset that is not taught. It offers a mindset that is not taught. What is um like what is one or two other key kinda of takeaways uh, for you out um, of this book? I'm wrap it up and, and make sure that everybody goes and gets this fucking book. <laughs>
0: You know what? The key takeaway for me is, I'm going to tell you, my favorite chapter in the book is chapter five. Okay. I love chapter five because I think just me, now everybody's got their different thing, but I literally love chapter five. And it talks about the, it talks about thought because I think that's the key for me. That's the I, I'm trying to look and see if I can find it because I have the PDF on my phone. I'm trying to look and see if I can find that quote. I have it like seriously highlighted. Um, oh, this one. No thought of form can be impressed upon original substance without causing the creation of the form.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And this one right here, there is a thinking stuff from which all things are made, a thinking stuff, and which in its original state permeates, penetrates, and fill the interspaces of the universe. That right there to me <laughs> is it. I mean, just drop the mic. We're done. For sure, for sure. I mean, but 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 I don't
1: want to drop the mic. I can't. I, 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 gotta, I gotta dig into it. The <laughs> we we know of you know we can classify about ten percent of the universe. The rest is like black and unknown to us, right? Is it? Can we just say? Can we just say that? Um, the, do you think this is? And this is my take, right? Thinking stuff, um, all stuff, all matter, all 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 we are is energy, right? Our body's energy. Right. Everything that surrounds us is, you know, energy. Can we just say that maybe the uh, all that is unknown that we don't see is all that we haven't created yet for ourselves?
0: You know what? I believe I believe exactly that. But this is what you know. I'm. Um, my dad was. My with my, my time with my dad was very similar to your upbringing, mm-hmm. in the sense that he was kind of not even there wasn't a box around talking about out of the box, <laughs> but but um
1: I hate boxes I
0: yeah <laughs> boxes I like I like circles but um literally I think the stuff that we haven't I believe the stuff we haven't discovered is the energy. That is the form or the substance of the things that we haven't desired yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, so, so I mean, that's another part of the book, right? Like, so uh, I think in the book yeah. too, another big part of the book goes, goes. And guys, you can see why this book's exciting, right? Like, because I mean, it. <laughs> this book was written in, in, um, it was published in 1910. I have seen like two different. Uh, it was either written in 1903 and published in, in, in 1910 regardless of that I mean this is stuff we're talking about today that this guy wrote a hundred years ago um, and it, it is like knocking the socks off um, but he talks about you know, basically you can't desire something that you can't make happen right you can't have a thought and a desire and then not create it uh, and and when you think about that
0: that's I, you know and that's I love that because I share that with people when they say well I don't understand I've been doing the same thing that Bob has been doing and Sally's been doing and I came up in the same neighborhood and I went to the same high school and I've wanted to be wealthy and I wanted to be this and it worked out for them and it didn't work out for me and I showed them that because I tell them your thought created the reality but your resistance to have any accessibility to original substance caused that thing not to come to you, but to go to somebody receptive. If I try to go to a girl that doesn't want to marry me, baby, I'll never do that because I'm going it to, that's just it's you and me. Don't go there. Don't get that way. <laughs> but if you can't ask a girl to propose to you, that is not interested in you. She's not gonna receive your ring. But guess what that guy's gonna do? He's gonna go to another girl that will receive him and she'll get that ring. Now the girl that said no, can't be mad that the other girl is walking around with a fat diamond on her hand. Well, I mean, I, and that's what we do.
1: I'll, I'll say it like this too, like uh, in the book, uh, he goes, you know, every this, it's really not a competition. There's something out there that's no, for you. You've got to allow it into your life in order to receive it, like you're saying. Um, and, and and so that ring that whoever gets it you, she, she 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 called that into being. Right? That's not your ring. That was never your ring, <laughs> right? Um, because you didn't you didn't kind of call it into being. Anyways, guys, um, the book is powerful. I mean, it's not all it's not all this uh, metaphysical. Uh, and, and it's, but it's not. It's, it's a really big way of being. And uh, a couple of the key things uh, that it, it starts with is the first thing you're going to do in order to kind of start on the path is you're going to exchange somebody, exchange somebody uh, a service or a product that mm-hmm. is worth more to that person in use value. Than it is worth in cash. So, um, you know, if I sold Gerald this conversation today for 10 bucks and it changes like any thought he, excuse me, comes away with a thought that, I've, that he's able to use for a lifetime, then I've given him way more in use value than cash values exchange. Because in like 10 minutes after we get done and I get my 10 bucks from Gerald, I'm going to go buy something on the Amazon. That 10 bucks is going to right Um, so so that is one of the key takeaways in this book it's it's really about like kind of having like a you're, you're trying to give somebody's way more than than what you're receiving in cash value right so that's that's a big part of this book um another big part of this book is to work from the creative plane not the competitive plane now it's not to say that you can't get rich by being competitive but that's where you see a lot of people struggling, sweating and 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 you know killing themselves over it is to work from a creative creative plane um, so when you enter a a plane of of creativity everything that you create is yours it can't be anybody else's and no. um, you know it's it's just powerful guys so anyways um, I got nothing left in the tank for this book for tonight, but I really I want <laughs> to i wanted I wanted people to see that it's not just uh you know mumbo jumbo I wanted people to know that there are indeed other uh people who have had great success continue to have success and are able to trace their success uh, in, in some
0: way to this book of Gerald Trump, being- and I definitely one thing I want to leave with people is. Exactly. That I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's the turning point for most people when they actually focus on the purpose and what is in original substance is when you are committed to giving. And this is how we tie it up on my team. Do more than you're paid to do. And then one day you'll be paid more for doing less. For sure. That's just the law of reciprocity. It's going to happen. And, and the book talks about that, that you build your build everything on it. And the other thing that I just want people to understand is that everything that you want, if you have a number in your mind that you think you need. Whatever that number is, triple it. And the physical actual tender, U.S. tender dollar bills actually are created not at the federal treasury, but they're created in your thought first. And if you can't believe your thought, then your bank account can't believe its deposit. Mm.
1: Mm. Man, that's powerful. That's powerful. Um, Gerald, where can people go get some more of this and where can they find out more about you? Like, where should they be following you to uh, be notified when the uh, financial coaching program goes live and and where can they uh, catch your lives and and so on?
0: Well, you can catch me. I have, uh, you have Facebook, www.facebook.com, backslash the number seven FD Nation. Um, you can also catch me at GAPimpleton, pimpleton uh, Facebook.com, GA Pimpleton, and I'm on Instagram, just type in my name. Same deal on Twitter. We have seven FD Nation Twitter, and we also have a YouTube channel. Um, also have a Periscope channel, and I do a podcast on uh CastBot, Castbox.com, and it's called the G Spot and Uh, Our tagline is that we are inappropriately touching Middle America and all its uncomfortable places. So um, you can catch me in all of those. (laughs) You can catch me in all of those places and the blog. Type my name in. You'll find me.
1: Awesome. Awesome, brother. Well, thanks again for taking the time to step on here today with us and talk about the science of getting rich.
0: Thank you so much, Brandon. Always, man. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow uh, a little bit beyond the storm. Beyond the (laughs) The
1: storm. storm.